0: Hello everybody. Oh, shit. Hold on, sorry about that. Hello everybody. Welcome to Ghetto Gaming Radio. This is my uh, podcast. I'm going to be starting here on Twitch.tv/slash gamer 92 As you can see, my setup is very bad. Um, I'm not a want to invest a lot in streaming, even though I want to be successful, which probably isn't the best idea. But um, I'm going to start a, a daily gaming news channel. I'm going to see how it goes. Moving to eventually get it on a um, podcast aggregator. I have a Patreon, even though it's not completely set up yet, um, with two tiers, but anyways, the format of the show is basically going to go, I'm going to cover a couple of news and pop culture, hold on, sorry, yeah, news and pop culture uh, topics, I'm going to listen to uh, viewer feedback if you have any feedback in the chat or whatever, I'll be chatting with you guys, I'm hoping to make this a really involved podcast, um, and yeah, um, I also stream video games on here, a lot of Skyrim, and a lot of um, other stuff, so, yeah, let's get started. So the first thing I want to talk about today, as I look at my show notes, is the hashtag blank, shut up, Alexa, <laughs> is um is the hashtag it's over, oh my God, hold on, Sorry, I'm not sure about Oh my god, I hate it looks. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is the hashtag it's over thing all over the web. Um, yeah, so like recently there was a thing with this podcast, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were basically, they said like something about um, K-pop and how... You know, they hated it, they thought it was a really pathetic form of music. And then people just went off the deep end. I mean, they went off the deep end hardcore. I mean, they called him, like, homophobic and racist and all this other stuff, which I don't understand because he really didn't say anything about his race. He just said, um, like, what do you, like, he didn't like K-pop. He thought it sucked, um, and he just thought it was really a terrible form of music, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But it's like, I don't understand how you can go from that to being racist, but I mean, I guess that's the generation that people are growing up in. So, yeah, and then, you know, he, I don't know if he apologized or not, but, um, I just, I don't like how people, you know, they make things up and then they just, you know, just make shit up and then they try to smear someone to the point where it ruins their career, um, like, the hashtag gets over thing on websites, or on Twitter, rather, is just it's really pathetic, and I don't understand why people have this urge to ruin people's careers. I was ru- I had a career ruined by some lies that my former employer um, said about me, and it, it was just, you know, it basically ruined my job, ruined my career, and it's really fucking, or excuse me, really freaking pathetic that... People would go so far as to, because you say one thing that they don't agree with, you're going to ruin their career. I think it's pathetic, and I really think that people need to get over this thing of being entitled and being, you know, you know, just not exactly whatever. Not exactly, you know, if you don't say something you agree with, basically, you're going to try to ruin their career, ruin their job, like you did with me, like you almost did with this guy. Like you did with someone like, uh, who was that one guy that got his career ruined? Uh, like a lot of YouTubers nowadays, they get their careers ruined just because they say something that's a little bit controversial, and then they end up, you know, just basically destroying any semblance of, of credibility they have front by the people because, you know, they, they basically it's a lynch mob, and lynch moms are terrible. I don't like lynch mobs, you know, that was the reason I got fired, partly, um, from my my job. I'm currently unemployed. So yeah, I mean, it's just really pathetic, and I really hate that people actually take time out of their day to del- delittle people, or belittle people, whatever you want to call it, and just, you know, just <laughs> just ruin their life, basically. I don't get it. This hashtag it's over, or blank is over. Thing really needs to stop. Um, I really hate that that's a thing now. A cancel culture is awful, and I just I don't like it at all. I think it it needs to get to a point where people just accept people for who they are and what their opinions are. Um, you know, it's just it's crazy, man. I personally don't think that if people weren't so sensitive, then cancel culture wouldn't be a thing. But unfortunately, that's the life we live in right now. Um, Cancel culture on Twitter. Cancel culture on real life. And it's just pathetic, man. People have got, I mean, they seriously have got to grow up and realize not everyone's going to have the same opinion as you. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, people aren't going to be exactly like you. I mean, at one point I feel like I felt like that, but then I realized that I grew up and I realized that everyone's going to be different. That's what makes human beings human beings. If we were all the same, it would just be a bunch of robots walking around. And that's not exactly what you want out of a um, society, in my opinion. Um, I mean, maybe you want that, or maybe people want that. I don't want that, because that would be terrible. And there's a lot of people I hate and dislike in this world. That doesn't mean I'm going to try to ruin their credibility, unless they deserve it. You know, if they deserve it, like, Certain people in politics—I'm not going to say who—they end up doing that. Then it is what it is, you know. They did it to themselves, in my opinion. But I'm not going to go outwardly go and try to ruin their life because I disagree with something they say, um, unless it—you know—it's you know, you know—it's just—it's ridiculous. People need to realize that we're not robots, and they just need to grow up. Um, I might get back to this topic of labor, but I want to go into the second topic of the day. This might be my last topic, uh, like, main topic for today. And that is Google Stadia is a complete and utter failure, in my opinion. Now, a lot of people, including a good friend of mine on Twitter, he loves Stadia. He thinks it's amazing. But then again, he has really great internet from what I understand. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy that um, people would... I mean, basically, it's $130 right now because you have to buy the Founder's Edition in order to fucking get the the thing in your house. Like, you have to have the the specific model of the Chromecast Ultra, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh even like use it on your TV or whatever. Um, at least that's what I've heard, which I'm pretty sure is aggregate because almost everyone's saying that. Um, it's just it's really pathetic. Uh, and they launched with like a bunch of missing features. They launch without, you know, true 4K. Even though they promise true 4K, I mean, it's just it's really bad, man. I don't understand how people can, you know, do this with, you know, how they launch a product like that. It's really crazy. Um, the fact alone that, <laughs> excuse me, that Google, um, the fact alone that Google launched with say, saying they're going to have true 4K and Destiny 2 runs at the crap crap resolution it runs at compared to 4K is unacceptable. I mean, they promised, that's basically false marketing. I don't understand how you can say that that's not false marketing when you promise something. That's kind of like what Bethesda did with the, um, what it was, with the bag or whatever, and the their dark, I mean, the dark rum, in my opinion, from Bethesda, wasn't promised that it was going to be in a glass bottle, but it looked like it was from the picture, so you kind of, Take that with a grain of salt, but you know the the duffel bag thing was straight up false marketing from Bethesda, and the the um the whatever the Google Stadia 4K promise was absolutely false marketing. I cannot believe they that they launched the product not only with all games launching in 4K like they promised, but also that it just you know for a lot of people and reviewers it was broke down. I don't trust a lot of game reviewers mainly because a lot of them are just SJW and political crap they spew on Twitter and in their articles. But I mean, you got I mean even like some of the more reputable ones that I follow, which isn't very many by the way, are saying that it's just a mess of unless you have like perfect like high speed gigabit like billion frames a second internet, it's going to be a bad experience. And the, one of the other bad things is that on, on the, what, what is it called, the, the Google Pixel phones or whatever, that's the only phone you can use it at launch. And you have to use the Chrome browser, on which I'm fine with. Chrome is probably my second favorite browser. I'll talk about a browser that I have that's a lot better for at least for gaming-related stuff. Um, but Chrome, I've used Chrome for a long time. I like Chrome. I hear that it limits it to 1080p because that's all Chrome can muster in terms of like the, the actual the actual like net f- net framework or whatever of Google Chrome limits it to 1080p, which is fine. I mean if I probably got Google stated considering I have a one terabyte data cap, which I'm not going to at this point. but if I did, then I would definitely get the se- I get the free version because you can get up to 1080p anyways. And most of their stuff's not even in 4K right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really pathetic, man. And I just I don't understand how you launch a product that broken. Um, it's really it's bad for the consumer, and it's bad for everyone that wanted to get in and experience what is called the future of gaming. Like, I personally don't think cloud gaming, or I think cloud gaming is going to be the future but I don't think it's going to be as big as everyone is making it out to be. Um, quite frankly, cloud gaming, I think, is going to be a, an option. I kind of like how digital distribution is an option. I bet, yes, eventually physical disks are going to go away. That's just the inevitable truth of it. But, you know, um, cloud gaming is just going to, be, it's going to be digital distribution and cloud gaming. Those are going to be your inevitable two options, in my opinion. For gaming on a console or on PC. Um, we're not going to have discs anymore. they're basically dead. As we can see by GameStop stock. But you are going to have cloud gaming as an option. And digital distribution as an option. Um, and those are going to be your two ways to play games. Now I'm not 100% on board with it. But in my opinion that's what it's going to be. We're not going to only have cloud gaming. Because at this point at least in the United States. Cloud gaming is like really really not. It's really not. You know, as good as everyone's making it out to be. Now, unless you have, like, really fast... internet, like, my friend on Twitter has, I'm not going to say because I don't want to potentially put his name out there even though he runs a network of stuff. But, I mean, unless you have really good internet, you're not going to be able to stream games in the cloud very good. And a lot of places, including me, have a 1 terabyte data cap. And uh, from what I've heard, Google Stadia, like, does, like, 7 gigabytes an hour. Like, how are you going to play a game that uses seven gigabytes of data an hour by just playing it on, you know, in the cloud. Once you hit one terabyte, you're going to have, like, a huge-ass fine by the time the month is over if you go past one terabyte, which you're definitely going to end up doing. I mean, that's really terrible. And they said it wouldn't use as much data as it is. I remember at the beginning they said, oh, it's not going to use as much data. And one thing, the dumb thing they said was that it was going to, like, Internet service providers were going to, excuse me, we're going to increase their data cast because they believe that cloud gaming is the future and it's like, what the heck are you talking about? Internet providers love data cats, first of all, because they love the fact that they can, you know, if a customer goes over, they can charge an exuberant fee for going over one terabyte. I usually go around, hover around 600 to 500 gigabytes of data a month. Um, if I were to go over a terabyte, they'd have like a Huge-ass fine unless I switch to premium. This is extremely expensive from Comcast now. Luckily in my area We're getting another we're getting a couple other Internet service providers, which means I'll have cheaper internet for about the same speeds I hope from what they what I've heard But for people that don't have any other options and like Comcast in their area Cloud gaming is just not going to be a viable option And I just I hate the fact that people are saying it's gonna be the future because it's not gonna be the only future Of gaming, in my opinion. At least not for years and years and years and years, okay? Like, excuse me. Like, I don't understand how people can say that's the only future that gaming is going to go down. I mean, I know gaming publishers and developers would love that to be the future. But it's just not going to be the future, man. It's not going to be the future at all. I mean, it might be, like I said, it's going to be an option. An option like digital distribution is. We're not, probably not going to have discs much longer, as we can tell by, like, Xbox a few months ago, releasing the Xbox One S all-digital edition, which is a handful of a name. But, I mean, we're going to probably have digital distribution and discs, and that's pretty much all we're going to have. Or Not, not digital, digital distribution and cloud gaming is probably all we're going to have in terms of how to get video games, and I'm fine with that. I love, on my Switch, I pretty much buy all games digitally because it's more convenient and I buy a lot of games through Steam now since I became a PC gamer after switching over from most consoles except the Switch. So I mean, it's crazy that, but I mean, cloud gaming is for I think it's for a very niche audience in my opinion. Um, a niche audience. It isn't ready for people that you know want. Basically, people that want cloud gaming are niche audience that have really good internet, in my opinion. I mean, it's true, it's just my opinion, that you know want to experience a major game, which is fine. If you like cloud gaming, all, all the power to you. But I just don't think that people are going to just hand over their money, especially since Stadia costs $60 a game. Now, I could understand if it was having issues and it was like a subscription service. That would lessen the blow a little bit. But just the fact that Google Stadia, you know, you got to buy each individual game. You get, like, games for free. I mean, they said Destiny 2 is going to be a game on there, but that's free-to-play anyways now. Like, that's what blows my mind. Like, they actually made Destiny 2 free-to-play, and it it was the first game offered on Google Stadia for free as a free game. And it's, like, literally, you can buy it on Steam now for free. Like, it's free-to-play now. I don't know about it. But on Steam, at least it's free-to-play. So you can buy the entire base game for free on Steam right now, download it to your computer, and play it for absolutely no money. Like, I mean, And that, and that was the game they launched with? Like, how, I mean, they, they probably couldn't have known that they were going to go free-to-play, but come on, man. At least do some research, or at least give us a game that's not like five years old as your free first free game, man. Now, I recently bought Xbox Game Pass, and I love Xbox Game Pass for PC. I think it's amazing, although it needs more games in my opinion than the Xbox version. But I mean that's just how it is and the fact that you know, the fact that the games are still all sixty bucks per game is like what's gonna happen when Stadia shuts down like a lot of other Google products like Google Glass and Google whatever. Like, are you going to refund everybody your money? Hell no, they're not going to refund you all their money. You're going to be screwed out of the thousands, hundreds, potentially thousands of dollars that you spent on video games, and you're not going to be able to play them anymore. That's why I'm kind of worried about digital distribution. I'm worried about um, cloud gaming, especially because if the service shuts down, you don't have access to any of the games you played. At least with digital distribution, you get, you know, one. Get this stuff on your computer, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Like, on Steam, you download a game, and even if they shut down, it says in their terms of service. If if Steam ends up shutting down, you can download all the games to a hard drive and still play it. That is 100% completely legal for Steam games if they ever shut down. And even now, like, when they're still up. Um, with with uh, cloud gaming, it's just it's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. Um, at least not right now. The internet data caps you go down which they might not ever go down. Um, it's crazy, man. I just don't get it. Cloud gaming is not the future. It's going to be an option in the future. But right now, it's not in the future or the future of, of video games. Um, eventually, like I said, probably three times at this point, it's going to be an option. Deal distribution is going to be an option. And then cloud gaming is going to be an option. Discs are going to probably completely go away. I'm not denying that. But to have a cloud game the only way to get games is just not going to work, at least not for a very long time. Um, yeah, so that's Google Stadia. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just its crazy, man. I don't know how Google launched that, that thing that broke it. But, I mean, it, it's like, what the fuck? All right, um, now that we've got the two main stories out of the way, I want to talk about how this show is basically going to Function. I did a little bit at the beginning, but now I want to talk about how this this thing is going to work. Now that I got a podcast all set up, I'm going to try to get hosted on a bunch of different places, including iTunes and Spotify. Um, I have a friend who runs a podcast now. So I'm going to try to get on that. Um, basically, the way the show is going to set up at the beginning here, we're going to have two main stories and three what I call sub stories that aren't as big a news but that I think are interesting. I'm gonna try to fit in some gaming deals. I'm gonna try to fit in other stuff. Um, I don't really have a lot to talk about today because I wanted to get a podcast out there. Um, I do have a Patreon, even though it's not completely set up yet. I'll share that maybe in the future. I don't know if I want to start my own Patreon just yet, even though I have it set up, which is weird. But so basically, we're gonna start with. Um, uh, introductions and you know the basic stuff. i going to have three main stories, three sub-stories, potential gaming deals, if there are any that caught my eye. And, um, you know, then I might do a, I'm thinking about whether I'm going to do a like a, what do you call it? A, a thing where we talk about games I've been playing, the games that might be on the radar, or just games I really like in a discussion format um but you know this was a short stream and slash podcast but i wanted to get it out there just to see how my first podcast ended up i think it did pretty good um remember to uh, follow me on twitch.tv slash ghetto underscore gamer 92 um yeah so thank you to everyone that watched and i hope you have a good day have a good one guys